Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Welcome back to the podcast with Pastor Stephen, The Unchangeable Truth. This week, we're looking at Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 21, and it's titled, uh, Biblical Salvation Defined. And uh, so, Pastor Stephen, your first point, um, man, God is reaching out with grace. And, you know, you, you talk a lot and what I, (laughs) I do talk a lot. No, I mean, I would, let me finish my my sentence. Like you talk a lot about, there we go. You talk a lot. (laughs) I see what you did there. I'm sorry. You talk a lot about, um, just some of the things that God's doing, how he's working. But one of the things that I kind of picked up on is this idea of this active participation through every point and everything that we're going to talk about today. Like it's, there's an, there's a call for us to have some active participation. Um, and then verse your point. Number one, God is, is reaching out with grace and talking about how he sends a preacher and we got to share the good news. So I'll, I'll let you just, you, you said a lot of cool things in this and I'll let you just kind of recap that. Yeah. Sorry yeah. that I said you talk a lot. I do talk a lot. I do talk a lot. In a, a good lot. way. Well, yeah, there are times I get tired of hearing my own voice. <laughs> the uh first of all, man, it's great, great to be coming from our Unchangeable Truth Studios. I thought it was a two six one one studio. Twenty six eleven. There you go. Twenty six eleven studios. Uh we're uh we're actually here's what we would love to hear. <clears throat> we would love to have our uh our uh, our listeners help us name the studio That's right um and uh you know if we select that <laughs> listener's name if we select that nis- listener's uh name that they've chosen then um uh, we will uh they'll be the winner of a signed journey t-shirt <laughs> um and uh we'd be happy to to and do they, that they can be a a no sponsor sponsor too yeah or they could be a sponsor sponsor that would be great to do that um the uh but no what you were saying is yeah sends a preacher verses 13 through 15 he's just laid out there laid out there very clearly what uh what he does by extending his arm of or his arms of grace uh to us and when we say send a preacher how can they preach unless they are sent he says in in 15 or is that 13 uh i think that's 15 my eyeballs uh i don't have my glasses you need mine no i don't even have glasses i I need them though the um i think i think the key point there is don't get locked down on a position called pastor yeah or a position called preacher um you know you could even put the word messenger in there yeah i mean clearly he's talking about preaching 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 the good news but i mean we're talking about sharing we're talking about sharing the message of Christ, and um, that the point that I tried to draw is we all, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, have that calling on our lives. That uh, if we are, uh, if we're, if we're a school teacher, we're paying the bills teaching school, but we've we've been called to be a preacher. 
if we're an electrician, I'm paying the bills by uh, doing uh, electrical work, but I'm called to be a preacher. And so I think I think as the uh, as the body of Christ, it's important for us to understand that where he has placed us in this little window of life that we have. I mean, I know for us, we look at it and we're like, oh my goodness, um, it's this is going to be forever. Let's just say that you live to 70. I was reading something the other day that I think the average lifespan of a man, don't hold me to this, listeners, is, is mm-hmm. early 70s or something. A woman now is like 80-something, like almost 10 years more than a man. I haven't figured that out. I don't, I don't know don't know what the deal is there but uh uh one guy told me it's because of all the stress his wife puts on him um but the whatever that is that window it i mean it's just a vapor right it's just there for a little while and it's gone so let us make the most of christ while we have the opportunity to so now that's going to change the way i approach everything Uh, i live where i live so that i might preach the good news i uh i go to school where i go to school so i might preach the good news i mean you can even take it a step further uh i shop where i shop for groceries so that i might preach the good news my kid plays in the league that he plays in so that i might preach the good news how radical the world would be absolutely how radically different it would be if folks would do that um and so um god's reaching out with grace it is god god's the one that gives the message if it, if it weren't for christ there'd be no message to share right uh we, we wouldn't be called to be preachers or messengers because we would have nothing to give hey by the way can i tell you you're a sinner you're lost uh can i tell you you're gonna die and go to hell um okay well tell me what can i do about it well you got no hope yeah I've got nothing to tell you. Uh, I don't know. I just wanted you to know what's going to happen. Sorry. But because of Christ, it's all changed. And that is God extending those beautiful arms of grace all day long. I've stretched out my I've stretched out my hands. And so he sends a preacher. He sends a preacher. He sends a, a messenger who does what? Who shares the good news. Uh, you know, Ryan, one of the things that we talked about yesterday in the message was it, it's it's amazing how folks define good news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some folks have this idea. Oh, I mean, you know, that guy was yelling and screaming while he preaches. Now I'm guilty because <laughs> you talk a lot. I, I'm guilty because I talk a lot, and I'm passionate. <laughs> I'm passionate. Uh, you know, I'm I'm like a man on fire trying to ta- tell other people who are on fire where to find an extinguisher, right? Or what is it? I'm a uh, I'm a beggar who's found bread trying to tell other beggars where to find some bread. Right. So uh, I'm going to be loud. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to scream. I'm going to, you know, man, I got to get all this in as quick as I can. And, you know, there's just passion there. And I never want to be guilty of a lot of people falling asleep while I preach. Um, <laughs> now there are folks that sleep through our service, how they can, I don't know, but there are folks who do. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to share the good news. I guess where I'm going with this is, Volume of delivery has nothing to do with clarifying how where the news is good or bad. Right. Um, you know, it, it's what 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 do I share with them? What 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 is it that is the overarching theme of what of what I've given to them? So I, I even made the statement: true preaching doesn't take place until somebody says, "Here's the good news." Yeah. yeah. Um, Ryan, you've been in those churches before where, and, and, and again, I'm not thinking of any particular church in case our listeners are like, I know the church he's talking yeah. about. I'm not thinking about any particular church, but if you've been in those churches before to where you'd sit through a service and at the end, you're like, I think they worship Jesus. Here. <laughs> right, right. I think, right. I think so. I think that might've been, was, were they singing, were they singing about their, were they singing about their boyfriend or were they singing about God? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the message, I mean, we, 
What, what, what was that message about? Was he telling me how to be a better person? What was that? It's your favorite thing, behavior modification, right? Oh, behavior modification. Well, so to relate these two things, like I, I was in Mexico um, many years ago doing this mission trip, and this was before I was on staff anywhere. And, you know, at this little compound that we were staying at in Mexico, they had this verse, you know, how beautiful are the feet of those, you know, that share the good news. And I, and I, and I found myself like in the middle of this little compound and – uh, you know, we were we were doing some training with some pastors, and we were ministering in a lot of different ways in that area. And I and I found myself constantly looking at that sign that they had, and it was you could tell it was hand painted. You could tell that it, maybe like a third grader got up there and painted these words on there. But um, I remember sitting back, going, "That is that is an absolutely true statement." Like how. It, it is, and I, I remember having this moment of conviction going, hey, man, it, it is my job to make sure that the things that come out of my mouth are pointing to Jesus and sharing the good news no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. And, you know, so I really love this text and the way that it's done. But then you also kind of, uh, you kind of talk about, you make the statement, like, make sure that the people that you're listening to, these preachers that you're listening to, these people that are supposed to be telling the good news, make sure that these people are preaching Jesus. And I know that, you know, in our culture, there's probably a, a, a wide variety of people who want to talk about feel-good things or things that, you know, make us feel nice when we walk out of the room but like you challenge the conversation you challenge the congregation you said even hey as i'm preaching make sure that you open the word make sure that i'm saying what's accurate and what's correct and pointing to jesus i'm amazed by the amount of uh, authority and credibility that we give to people to speak on behalf of mm, god yeah. who who have no authority and credibility right uh, just because somebody uh, looks like a preacher, sounds like a preacher, in which again, oh, I do everything I can to try not to look like a preacher or sound like a preacher, right? Uh, to me, when somebody walks up to me and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 you look like a preacher. Yeah. Oh, man, for real, dagger, right? I got some shoes that would help. We can put you some skinny jeans on with a band <laughs> and you wouldn't like a preacher. Yeah, I, yeah I don't want them to say I look like a predator. Oh, uh, come on now. The... Uh, 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 or you know you're you're trying to look like a twenty year old and you're you fifty one. Um, the <laughs> but yeah, I mean you got to scripture says to examine everything that you hear being said on the basis of hey this is what God says. We I mean we know clearly what He says. It's in the Bible. Yeah, it's in the Bible. It doesn't mean that you walk around saying you know what. I doubt anything that anybody says. It's probably not true. And I'm going to find it doesn't mean that you have that filter on you. But instead, it also it also means that the word is my number one authority. Um, man, I want to challenge our listeners. Don't just take it at face value. Really, really study the scripture. Make sure make sure that what they're sharing is even what the scripture says. Yeah. Uh, I did right. a series of sermons many, many years ago, Ryan, uh, and I, it's been so long. I don't even think I've ever done them at this church that I could recycle them and do them again. But it's called "No, That's Not in the Bible." And mm. um, that'd ba- be fun. Basi- well, basically, it's quotes that people attribute to the Bible yeah. that are not biblical. Yeah. Uh, for instance, God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. Is is that where your phrase chapter and verse, my friend? Is that where that kind of came from? Probably not. But oh, okay. uh, it would that would make sense if it would have. Uh, or God won't put more on you than you can bear. Yeah. Or um, 
uh, let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, and uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, when God opens a door, another or closes a door, another one opens. Yeah, yeah, right, right. The so the um, it's amazing the stuff that we attribute to being something that God has said is not actually anything that God has said. Uh, so yeah, test it, test it. Yeah. Have the Bible, understand the Bible. People will sit there all the time and they'll say, hey, can you can you do a class on cults? Uh, and I have, I've done class on cults and I've written some stuff on cults and, you know, but they'll be like, hey, can you teach us cults and what cults believe and what cults don't, you know, uh, don't believe and, you know, how cults are messed up. And, you know, my thought is instead, how about you just, Dig into God's word yeah. and know what he says yeah. so you can easily spot something yeah. that is contrary to what the word says. Uh, but I do want to go back to 15 where you were talking about, you know, where he quotes Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Um, you know, it, 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 the whole statement, has it, it's about activity, not anatomy. Yeah. And so, and so it's, it's those who are taking the gospel. And man, how beautiful the feet are. Yeah. And... When all is said and done and our days are over, in which they're going to be here quicker than we want them, um, when our days are over, then uh, what are people going to say about us? Mm. What are they going to say about you? Yeah. Well, he was a good father. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a worthwhile thing. I, mm. I want to be known as a good father, good husband. Yeah, yeah. Even if I, you know, if let's say my wife lives 10 years longer than I do, and, and really that would be... 16 years because she's six years younger than me right so 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 let's just say that in those 16 years she's like well you know i'm gonna find me another man and let's say she she marries again you know i i want her to sit there and say man this guy's nothing like the husband Stephen was <laughs> Stephen was a good husband Stephen was a good husband sure yeah absolutely people say well i'll haunt you for my grave listen friend i'm not haunting anybody anything man i'm gonna i'm gonna just be i can't believe i'm in the presence of jesus <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness yeah. this, this grace thing is amazing yeah. um but what is the greatest thing that can be said? Man, his 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 feet, her feet, carried yeah. the gospel of peace. Yeah. Carried the gospel of Jesus. Man, their feet. You know, that that's what they lived for to yeah. make much of Jesus. Um so I love that quote from Isaiah. I think Paul uh, Paul clearly understanding uh, his audience and and what he was trying to convey there, and it's almost it's almost like the verses that we covered from thirteen to twenty one are all over the map. And really, you could say something about Israel there. You can say something mm-hmm. um, uh, about uh, uh, about the calling that we have in our lives again to 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 safely witness to others. And and instead of approaching it that way, uh, I'm like instead let's just look at the characteristics of God. Here he is, right? He's reaching out with those arms of grace. And how does he do it? He'll send a preacher. I mean, he'll send a messenger. Somebody has had to share the good news with us. Even if it's somebody who wrote something, somebody has shared the good news with us. And then, um, you know, that messenger is going to deliver the good news of Jesus Christ. And and then you have to make that decision. Am I going to receive that salvation or am I going to reject that salvation? Because it says in the passage of Scripture right there that not everyone is going to receive the good news. Right. Yeah, and so that that's kind of where, you know, 
your your second point and your third point under this on point number one, you know, salvation through Jesus is accepted or rejected. Again, there's that that active participation, um, and then you know it. You go on to say that sincere believers call on the name of Jesus, referencing, you know, Hebrews twelve two, referencing that Romans ten thirteen passage where it says that uh, for everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. So again, man, that, that active participation of... Well, and I would say active participation, but yet it has nothing to do with us. Right. It, 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 as far as our salvation. Correct. You know, the the way the way that we looked at the first part of that whole, uh, hey, he, he sends a preacher and a preacher brings the, the gospel message. Well, you can look at that as, hey, that's God doing the work. Um the uh, and then you can look at it from the viewpoint of somebody that is already saved. Okay, hey, listen, man, God, God wants you to take the gospel. He wants you to take the good news. Uh, that is a calling that He's put in your life. You look at it from a lost person. Hey, listen, this is how much God loves you. How much God extends the arms of grace. He's sending somebody. He's sending somebody to share with you the gospel and the good news. And now you can receive that or you can reject that. And then, you know, how do you do that? You call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So so it is active participation, but yet it's not anything I do. Right. It's merely, are you going to receive this gift or are you going to reject this gift? Um, you know, uh, what makes a gift a gift is you haven't done anything to earn that. I'm merely giving that to you for my gracious favor. Here you go. Um, I'm offering you this gift, and you don't have to take it. That's the reason why he says there. Not everyone who, not everyone will receive this gift. Right. Not everyone will uh, respond to the gospel, in which you will respond to the gospel, either accept it or you'll reject it. And even if you sit there and say. Well, I'm just gonna, um, I'm just gonna kind of do middle ground. Uh, mm. Just you know, not really. I'm just gonna not do anything. Yeah. Uh, no apathy is rejection. So, um, yeah, clearly it's it's a beautiful picture of salvation being the Lord's salvation. Uh, God offering that to you. Um, God extending all day long those beautiful arms of grace. Um, and then, as you said, you know, the second point is the grace requires a response. Yeah. A grace requires a response. Um, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I hear and then I've got to choose. Am I going to believe? Well, then, Am I going to believe? And then even here, like you, you kind of make note to the fact that, you know, hey, in our culture and in our society, there's there's people who are in a sense, spiritually hard of hearing. Like, Mm. you know, it's, uh, but again, talking about this faith, understanding what faith is, understanding who our faith is in, it's completely trusting in God. And, you know, so. Do you ever have folks say to you, Ryan, do you ever have them say, uh, man, why doesn't God speak today the way he did in the Bible? Yeah. He he is. It's called the Bible. The Bible. Right. 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 <laughs> the, yeah. the Bible. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, can you imagine how crazy it would be if we did not have canonized the canonized scripture? If we didn't have the word. Yeah. And what's mind blowing is there are a lot of people who profess to be followers of Christ, and while they have a copy of the logos, the the the, the totality of the word, they they don't have Rhema which is that logos becoming a personal yeah. word in your life. Yeah. Um, they have a copy of the Bible. They just don't know what it says. Yeah. And 
that's mind blowing to me. Um, and and those are the ones that are used. Like, boy, if God just let me know what He want me to do. Yeah. Well, boy, if God just let me know what He want me to do with my in my marriage. Well, here's what He wants you to do: be faithful to each other. Yeah. Lo- lo- love your wife. Respect your husband. Yeah. There you go. Start right there. Yeah. Man, man, I just wish God knew what what I knew what God would want me to do when it comes to my kid. Raise them in a way that would be honoring unto Him. Yeah. Uh, show them what it looks like to to be passionately in love with Jesus. Um. Anyway, we make things so hard. <laughs> we make things so hard, and they're so simple. Ryan is right. so so simple. You ever want to just grab somebody and shake them and say, yes. "Can I? Can't you see? Yeah. Can't you see what's going on here? I could see Paul doing that in a heartbeat." So I, I guess my question maybe is why why is it so difficult for some people to take that next step? Like again, we have the Word of God, and people have the Word of God, and I and I've even had you know young adults who are are, are trying to figure this thing out, and they're asking really good questions. Um, you know, they have a a desire to want to maybe follow Jesus, but they're questioning. You know, things that are in the Bible, maybe sometimes they question the accuracy of the Bible. They question why God allowed certain things to happen in the Bible and all these things. So how how do you, as a pastor and someone who teaches Jesus on a weekly basis, how would you encourage someone that says, all right, look, I don't, I don't have it all figured out. Um, I have some questions about this thing. I understand faith is important. And so how, how would you address those, those people who are, are questioning and trying to figure out this real faith thing? Are you talking about, you talking about somebody who is uh, a follower of Christ? They're not a follower of Christ or because clearly, you know, we, we dealt with this a few weeks ago. Uh, He's going to be a stepping stone for those that are in Christ, for those that are lost. It's going to be a stumbling block. Right. Well, I guess the 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 question would be um, maybe maybe on your average church attender who is listening to you every week, who is um, well, let's, let's say they're new believers, um, but they're really struggling with this act of faith. They're really struggling with understanding that faith requires some sort of action. Yet it's not about us; it's what God doing. But it still requires. Um, us to have faith. And you even say, closing out your sermon, you say, you know, that make sure that your faith is in the right thing. Don't have faith just in faith, but have faith in Jesus, have faith in the God of the universe. So I guess, how do do you help people? How do we as ministers, or even if you're listening, how do you take that step and going, all right, I I want to have this faith, but I struggle with having faith. Sure. I would say, I would say, number one, who are you listening to? Yeah. Uh, you know, what are you reading? Yeah. Uh, um, there, there are folks that will spend a great majority of time in study and reading books <laughs> to understand the Bible instead of reading and studying the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's not another, another uh, publication, there's not another writing out there that has the authority that the living word does. And, uh, and I would say, I would say, you know, the maturation process that happens over time. Um, 
And ultimately, as you you've already alluded to, I mean, it is it is a faith action. I don't get this. I don't understand this. We please, please, everybody listening. There will never be a time in this fleshly life where you say, ah, yeah, yeah, I figured out God. You're not going to. So so the flesh is lying, thinking that you can. You go back and you, you look at the original sin. I mean, that's that's what it was. Hey, you eat this, you eat of this tree. The reason why God don't want you to eat this tree is because God knows that you'll be just like him. You'll figure him out. You you'll be on his level. So uh so yeah, Eve eats. And you'll never be able to do that. So I would I would sit there and say, you know, number one, who am I surrounding myself around? Am I surrounding myself around people who uh who are um maybe a little bit more mature in their faith? You've heard this said before that every follower of Christ, they they need a um they need a Paul in their life, they need a Timothy in their life, right? Paul is someone who's more seasoned in their faith, someone that is mentoring you, someone that, you know, you can sit there and say to you, hey, yeah, 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 I've been there. I've been there. I've been where you are. God saw me through. Here, here's just just be faithful. Yeah. Keep 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 tracking with him. And then a Timothy, somebody that you can you can be the Paul for. Yeah. To where you're like, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, I know you've only been saved for two weeks. That's okay. <laughs> right. I've been saved two months. Yeah. So so you know, let me let me pour into you. Yeah. Uh, that's instrumental. It doesn't have to be one Paul and one Timothy. Right. Right. Uh, right. But I think we all need that in our lives, and uh, um, it's about investing in, in in other people. But what would I say to young adults who are saying, "Hey, how do I figure this faith thing out?" Um, you know, when I was in my twenties, I thought I had everything figured out. Mm. And then when I, when I you know I hit my thirties, I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know the right questions to ask now. I think all the questions I was asking in my twenties were the wrong questions. And then I get in my forties and I'm like, what questions? Who has time for questions? Nobody has time for questions. And now that I'm in my fifties, I'm like, you know, when I was 20, I was stupid Mm. and I'm not much smarter at 50. I've just realized that I am. I'm stupid all the way around. Um, We attribute way too much, uh, way too much to ourselves and ultimately, when it's all said and done, okay, God, you're God. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just by faith, by faith. You will never, ever. And again, this is not dumbing down the gospel. Some of the greatest minds that have ever lived were followers of Christ. Uh, Josh McDowell wrote that book many, many years yeah. ago. When I back when I did youth ministry, don't check your brains at the yeah. door. It's such a simple book. Yeah. And he walked through all these different topics. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. Uh, like different ways to view God. Some view him as a, and don't hold me to this, like I dream of genie God, right? Mm-hmm. Some view him as a Darth Vader God and all those different kinds of things. But, you know, you don't have to check your brains into the door to have faith. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, we, we're we not God. Yeah. We don't even have within us the ability to figure him out. But just keep being faithful to what you do know. Um, and the more you grow, the more God reveals. Yeah. Uh, really, and it's not necessarily, well, no, this is true. In his revelation to us, what I've seen is it causes us to to change what we, we believe is important. Mm. Can you say that again? In God's revelation to us, I, th- I think it, it causes us to change mm. what we view as important yeah. um, in our lives. Yeah. 
Uh, it's like it's like we were in Romans nine. I've never, God, and I, I've been standing there yeah. at, at people's deathbeds. Yeah, way too much, way too much. I know, I know you have as well in yeah. ministry. Yet to have a single person on their deathbed yeah. say, "Hey, preacher, what do you believe about Romans nine? <laughs> right? Because because they don't care. Because then they're just like, it's almost like it's almost like the uh, John the Baptist. You remember right? You remember when he was dying, and he, and he sent he sent some of his followers. Go go to Jesus and say, "Are you real? Is it are are you really the Lord? Mm. Are you the one?" And you're like, "Dude, you're John the Baptist. You told everybody he was coming. <laughs> right. You told, but right. but he was dying. He was yeah. an old man. He's like, I just want to confirm this. Yeah, is he indeed Lord? You know." And Jesus is like, "Yeah, tell him tell him what all you've seen. Yeah, tell him. Yeah, tell him I am." Well, and you know, one of your last points is that faith is completely trusting in God. It's this complete trust in God. It's a daily thing. We got to have the faith daily. And you even said, it's not about feelings. It's about faith. And I know that, uh, you know, I know that you get passionate when it comes to people and their feelings sometimes, but you know, it, it says, or you were saying, Hey, it's a, it's a daily thing. Faith is completely trusting in God. We got to we got to move past feelings sometimes because our feelings are lied to us. Yeah, faith is not a uh, a one time event in the life of a Christ follower. Uh, also, let us not stop short with faith that merely saves. Mm. Um, and mm. Uh, I, <laughs> you, I'm sure you guys have heard me say this before that uh, okay, so I'm going to trust Him that He is going to save my soul, forgive me of all my sins. But now I'm not going to trust him with this. Right, right. I'm not going to trust him with what I'm dealing with today. Yeah. I'm not going to trust him with that doctor's appointment. I'm not going to trust him with that relationship. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Because those things are not going to last for eternity. And the soul will. So faith is not exhausting on, yeah, I'm saved. All right, now I don't have to have faith anymore. Are you crazy? Every moment of every day is a faith walk. Yeah. Am I going to take God at his word? Am I going to trust what he has said? Um, and uh, and again, you know, as far as faith being that piece of the pie of salvation, uh, salvation not being an event of the past, um, salvation being a, an ever-present moment. Yeah. I'm trusting him today. Today, I'm trusting him. I'm trusting that he 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 does have my soul. I'm, I'm I'm trusting that he is working all things for my good. Yeah. Uh, you know I am trusting that he he does have the days planned out for me. Um, and so yeah, everything is an act of faith. Feelings, yeah, you're right. Feelings will lie. Oh man, our feelings will lie to us so much. You can see a guy who is struggling with feelings if you read some of the Psalms that David wrote. Right. Because right. David's like, where are you, God? You've turned your back on me, God. You're not even here, God. You you, you don't even know that I exist. And and then it's it's almost like he's uh, uh like uh, duplicitous or bipolar or manic depressive or yes, because all of a sudden, all of a sudden he'll turn around. and He's like, oh, you've not forgotten me. <laughs> right, right. Oh, you know, you love me. Yeah. You know, and you're yeah. like, <laughs> you know, God, I mean, you can just see God saying. Okay, work it out, brother. Work it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I am. I've not changed. Yeah, yeah. You just keep going in the circle and work it out. Um, But yeah, that's what feelings will do. There are days that I wake up and I can promise you I'm not up very long. And I'm like, boy, I sure don't feel saved today. 
Um, Is that driving in Panama City traffic? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't feel I don't I don't feel like God's with me. Uh, I don't feel a part of the redeemed. Um, I don't feel I don't I don't feel like He's using me uh, as a messenger of the good news. Um, so all of those kinds of things, feelings will lie, lie, lie. Um, a lot of folks, a lot of folks today are living in the nuclear fallout of their feelings. Oh, wow. So you're, I'll let you close it out, you know, with some final thoughts, but one of the last things that, again, you know, you're constantly pointing us to Jesus and you're constantly as a, as a leader and as the pastor, senior pastor of our church, you're constantly just calling people to come to Jesus and you're you're pleading with them with this message of hope and this message of you know the the gift that God gives us through Jesus um you know and you said you're like hey come to Jesus now is the time and uh so I'll let you like some final thoughts on Romans chapter 10 verses 13 through 21 um I'll let you close it out with some some final thoughts that you got yeah, the final thoughts are this: uh, you know, you have a uh, an, a God with a uh, with with the arms of grace that is reaching out to us. He is he is so reaching out. He is initiating these steps uh, through other people. Uh, you know, calling them to be faithful in your life, giving you the opportunity to receive the gift of grace. And how do I receive that? Well, I've got to put into action faith. And uh, oh my goodness, I don't even have the ability within me to put into action faith. And God's like, yeah, I knew that. I'll give you, I'll give you faith too. Right. I'll give you the faith. Yeah. Here, take this, take faith, use the faith key. And now you can receive the grace key. There you go. I'll just give it to you. Now you receive it and use it. Um, And the great thing is in verse 13, he says, everyone. Yeah. Who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be will be saved. Uh, I'm so thankful he doesn't say, "Hey, those who have it together, <laughs> right, right. who call on the name of yeah. Je- those who are raised in church, yeah. who call on the name of Je- those who've never been in church, who call on the name of Jesus." Uh, he he doesn't he doesn't quantify it that way at all. Um, those who figured out God. Who call on the name of Je- those who mm-hmm. have not figured out God? Who call on the name of Jesus. Basically, we could just say this. Everyone or anyone. I think that's what he says. Yeah. I think that's what he says. For whoever. I got a New King James Holy Bible. Um, Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall. I like that word. That's, That's power. Better than will. Shall be saved. Um, and I would say this, I would say that's, that's anyone listening to this, you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll flat out save you. Um, and man, that, that is, that is unbelievable. Uh, and you know, he is no respecter of persons. And a lot of times when we use the terminology, he's no respecter of persons. We want to attach it to his judgment. Yeah. He's no respecter of persons when it comes to his grace too. Yeah, for real. Um, says a whole lot about him. And so anybody listening to this that doesn't have that personal relationship with Christ, uh, my goodness, I would even say this. Here's the preacher. 
sharing the good news that God initiated, that God initiated. And now, as, as he's laid it out here, now you have a decision. Yeah. Will I receive that or will I reject that? And those who sincerely call upon his name, they'll be saved. Yeah. Um, it's called the beauty of the gospel. Absolutely. It's crazy. Just when you think you've read all yeah. about the gospel, you turn a page in the Bible <laughs> and there it is again. There it is again. Yep. God's plan for yep. mankind. Well, Pastor Stephen, thank you as always for pointing to Jesus. Thank you for listening um, this week to our Unchangeable Truth podcast as we looked at Romans chapter 10. And we will see you very soon next week as we continue in Romans chapter 10. Hey, don't forget, Ryan. I don't forget. Yeah. So we're looking for those listeners to help us name our studio. Name the studio. Name our studio. And Um, the one that we select, the one that we select... It so, will be a signed Journey T-shirt. <laughs> so um, you had mentioned the 2611 studio. We probably don't need to do that one. Our producer looked up Proverbs 2611, and here's the verse that's attached to that. It says, as a dog returns to the vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. So oh. we don't need to call it the 2611 oh, that studio. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We could have dog t-shirt like dog, <laughs> dog with vomit there you go. and eating from his vomit on the t-shirt. We'll get our intern to design that for us. Um, thank you for listening to the Unchangeable Truth. We'll see you very soon. Bye. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow Him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in grace. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.